0: You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, a podcast that delivers value and offers up insight that'll help your credit union grow. Servicestar has been consulting with credit unions for over 20 years, growing them in the areas of cultural development, leadership development, and management training. To learn more about what Servicestar can do for you or your credit union, check them out at servicestarconsulting.com. Hi, my name is Charles Akinbola. I am the talent acquisition partner at Element Financial Federal Credit Union.
1: And today we're going to light up Talent acquisition. Stay tuned. This episode's going to be sick.
0: Um, I before going into the credit union industry, I worked for a nonprofit organization called Dream Alive that mentors seventh seventh grade through twelfth grade students um, in Indianapolis. So working with some vulnerable youth and um, really enjoyed it. Um, got to, to mentor them. Really, the goal is to you know break the cycle of poverty and. Um, expose them to the career opportunities, um, established mentoring relationships, um, and, the, and, and really guide them to thinking what is the next step in their their future. And so I did that for about six years and um, enjoyed it. And when those seventh graders I first started working with graduated um, in 2018, that was the time where I wanted to see what the, what do I want to do next. Uh, but my goal was to do do something that I was still passionate about, didn't want a job, wanted to continue to do a career. Um, and the credit union industry kind of fell into my lap. I've been a member of Elements Financial since I was a high schooler. Um, So it's the the credit, the first credit union that um, I was affiliated with and my my dad and my mom, you know, got me a checking account, savings account. And so, you know, showed me the ropes of the credit union. And um, when I was looking at jobs in 2018, I saw a role in the uh, human resources department for Elements come up and I and I said, "Oh, I'm going to apply there. I got a got an Elements debit card in my back pocket. I know ma'am, Let me let me try to, to, to join join this team." And um, actually, was through the, the in- interview process, was offered a, a different position where it was a management training role, where I get to um, rotate around the, the credit union and learn the ins and outs of the business, and and really gain knowledge to give perspective, give insight learn the people, the processes, the products and services. And um, so I did that for eight months and then became a branch manager um, and really leaned into credit union movement, just the understanding the responsibility, philosophy, and uh, history of the credit union and went to um, credit union development education in uh, in Madison, Wisconsin, met Scott there. And um, again, leaned more into the credit union movement and, and build a strong branch management team. And um, in March of uh, 2021, so just, you know, what is that, seven, eight months ago, I uh, transitioned to a role um, on the, uh, the HR team, so a talent acquisition partner role um, where I get to still bring value to the branch teams, but also bring it to our loan servicing, our mortgage, our business development, accounting, really uh, every aspect of the credit union as we look to bring in top talent and continue to empower members to achieve financial success.
1: I'm going to make a bold prediction. One of us is not going to have the same job title the next time uh, we get on this podcast. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, it's you, my man. Since I've met you, you've changed roles, changed departments <laughs> several times, getting promotions every time. And and now you're, you're kind of uh, where it matters most, the heat of the battle. And it really doesn't matter what kind of job market we're in. It's always hard to work in recruiting. Let me give you let me give you an example. So when everybody has a job, uh, then you don't have a whole lot of candidates, um, and so that's kind of you know as we're recording this right now, uh, this will actually be released next year. Um, you know we're in a situation where it's hard to find candidates because of a couple of different factors. Um, but the other flip of the coin is also. Uh, hard when you've got more candidates than you have time to to look at, um, because you're just kind of weeding through um, those candidates. And how do you look at 200 resumes in a day? And so as someone who's worked in staffing, I appreciate it. And I brought you on the podcast today to talk a little bit about um, some of the struggles, challenges, and maybe some of the solutions that you guys have come up with, since you guys are always so creative there at Elements, uh, to be able to combat Either either one of those situations. So first and foremost, what are some of the um, external environmental factors that is causing our current situation, which is we've got more jobs than we do applicants?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that for us, we are we're starting to experience that a little bit with the um, just the, the changes in. Uh, as, as things are related to COVID and the pandemic, and um, and really just updating some of our policies and and what what's our what's our strategy? Um, and so with that, there's been there's been some turnover. You know, where some people they want to maybe be at a smaller company and maybe have um, you know less less strict guidelines. And so um, how do you how do you handle uh, multiple openings and, and other companies that also have turnover? And then um, and then also the reality with, you know, things like the stimulus check and, and, um, and unemployment and unemployment and so there are a number of individuals who are slow to to apply for for a role and so we've, we've experienced some of that and I think the, um, the biggest thing for us is thinking through employer branding and making sure that we, you know, we're a destination workplace and, and we're an employer choice where um, people who are already here want to be here and people who are not here um, are inquiring about roles even before those openings come up. And so trying to, to lean into that and build that and make sure that we are investing in our management um, so that they are trickling down um, you know, our, our values that um, focus on collaboration and accountability and, and good leadership and uh, leaning into the community and uh, making sure we have integrity and trust uh, that that allows for us to create an environment where people are desiring to work here. Um, so it's kind of it's one of those things that we ca- we have to continue to do that throughout. But um, it comes becomes even more important as um, the pandemic has shaken things up and there are more openings and people have more opportunities and um, and making sure we're staying competitive. Yeah, uh,
1: and I'm going. I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna add one there. Uh, are is anybody retiring?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's true. That's true. We have had, I want to say this past year, I can think of one, two, three, I think at least four that have already and and one that will be retiring here soon. And um, to give a little perspective, you know, we have, you know, around 195 ish employees. So when, when we say five or six people retiring in a year, out of, you know, one, 195, that's a, a decent amount, at least in, in our- Well, and
1: that's the space. attrition that costs more, right? So someone that retires after working really well uh, knows the process inside and out, that's different than losing someone because they didn't believe in your core values, right? <laughs> the mm-hmm. person that didn't believe in the core values wasn't doing the minimum expectation to begin with. So when they left, that was, that was, that, that what is that, the-, uh, the, the Uh, some of the, some of the departures we don't, we're not sad about. Um, There's like a certain percentage that's allowed in, in that, you know, kind of category. So when we say, Mm -hmm. Hey, our expectation is this and they're like, I'm out that they did us a favor. But when somebody that helped us get to where we're at leaves, then no, sometimes you have to hire two, three people to replace that. So that, that two to 3% turnover, uh, although it's great for them, it's, you know, good, good for them. They worked and they earned and they deserve that. That's really hard to go and source for. And sometimes you end up opening two, three positions to replace that one person just because they did so much and knew so much about that role. Um, any advice that you might be able to give others in your same role that are listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast today?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, one thing that comes to mind is is manager education on the hiring process and and uh, and really partnering with them. And the, the reality is, is that is part of my title. When you when you hear talent acquisition partner, there's the you know partnering with other community um, partnerships. Yes, there's partnering with um, colleges and universities and, and other recruiting engines. But the biggest partner um, is partnering with the hiring managers and and the applicants. And so uh, my advice for anybody in talent acquisition and recruitment is making sure that they're spending a good amount of time with those who are making the final hiring decision do they know what it looks like to to understand diversity equity and inclusion in the hiring process do they know what it looks like to ask interview questions that truly evaluate the candidate and make sure that those core competencies that you say that you want and that you need to see um, that they're truly visible um, do, do they understand the importance of a hiring team that it's not one person Um, interviewing people and deciding, oh, I I feel good about moving forward with this candidate, but understanding that bringing multiple people into the hiring process, people who have different thoughts, different um, values, different backgrounds, different experiences, um, allow us to make the best hiring decision. Um, And then, uh, yeah, just collaborating, I think, is so important. So anybody who's in talent acquisition, making sure that they are spending good time with the hiring managers, not just when it's time to have an offer, not just when it's time to say, "Hey, you're interviewing this candidate," um, but before there's even a role posted, that there's really good alignment and strategizing and um, putting pen to paper and feedback and following up and, and thinking for the candidate experience. But you know, all that it goes uh, goes hand in hand with spending good time with the hiring manager.
1: And spending good time is absolutely what we got to do with Charles. Thank you so much, Charles, for being on today's podcast. And I've got something for the listeners. New season, we haven't given anything away yet. Let's do this. I've got a book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And it goes really well with our new Emerging Leaders Network launching May of 2022. Shoot me an email, I'll put my email in the link in the show notes. And uh, let me know if you're interested in joining the Emerging Leaders Network. Um, it's going to be eight short uh, monthly trainings that will c- carry us through the summertime. As for any leaders who are new to their role. Um, and it's going to give them guidance as to how to lead when they were an individual contributor. So what got you here won't get you there is also a great supplement to that training. And the first five people that email me are going to get a free copy of that book from Marshall. Goldsmith mentioned on today's podcast. Well, thanks again for listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. We'll catch you on the next episode.